Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the Prophet Ezekiel, that's the Navi Yechezkel, <coughs> chapter 11. That would be Perak Yud Aleph. And this is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. We continue in chapter 11 with the vision that Yechezkel had as it started several chapters ago when he was sitting in his home in Babylon talking and conveying God's messages to the elders, the leaders of the people in of the exiles in Babylon. And God took him to Jerusalem <coughs> to witness the awful destruction that he described in the last few chapters. Um, in the last one, chapter 10, we learned of the vision of God's presence beginning to leave the temple and being replaced, unfortunately, with destruction. And before that, we learned of the terrible deeds of the people that was going on in the temple that God showed Yechazkel, showed the prophet in this vision. At this time, today, in chapter 11, we are going to unfortunately see the final departure, so to speak, of God's presence from not only the temple, but Jerusalem itself completely. So the process will continue. <coughs> we will also... Um, see again what this stubborn leadership of the people in Jerusalem were saying in that they still did not get the message that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. But we will also hear some words of consolation, some words of what God's plans are for his people in the future. So let's begin with uh, chapter 11, verse 1, and then a spirit <coughs> carried me and brought me El Sha'ar Beis Adonai to the gateway of the house of God, Hakadmoni, the eastern one, <coughs> excuse me, Hapone Kadima, the one which faced eastward, and behold, Bepesach Hashar, in the doorway, the opening of this gate, Esrimachamisha Ish, there were 25 men, presumably these are 25 men from the leadership, from the priesthood, from the leadership of the people of and among them I saw, and he actually points out by name two of the important leaders of the time of the community in Jerusalem, at ben Azor These leaders of the people by these names, Yaazniya, son of Azor, and Pilatyahu, the son of Benayahu. So Vayomer Eloi, and he said to me, meaning God said to me, Ben Adam, human being, these are the men who are planning oven, uh, sin. They are, these guys are the ones who, they not just are committing it, but they're planning it, devising it, leading it. And these are the ones that are giving bad advice to the people in the city rather than trying to tell them that the city is going to be destroyed if we don't mend our ways and teaching people to, to be better, they are leading them in this corrupt and evil path despite all of the prophecies and, 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 and hints that God is giving them that they should improve their ways. Here we see the, um, uh, uh, the, by the fact that God is asking him and telling him and, and pointing out the, the people and that Yechezkel is identifying them by name is also meant to try even more to bring it home to, the, to his audience here back in Babylon, how real it is. 
when one woman points out the people by name, he's making it more and more real, more tangible. Rather than just painting an abstract image, he's trying to make it as specific and as clear as possible. Omerim, these people, God says in verse 3, what kind of bad advice to the, are they giving to the people? They're saying, lo vikarov benospatim. There's various ways to translate this phrase. Um, many translators uh, translate it more literally, which is, lo vikarov benospatim. We do not need to be building houses now. In other words, there's an admission that yes, we're under siege, so it's it's not time necessarily to build our own houses. However, he hasir, we now in the city are in the pot. In other words, we're under siege, we are suffering, we admit that. However, we are the meat in the pot. We're getting cooked a little, but when it's over, we'll be fine. The meat will be taken out of the pot and it will be a good piece of meat. So they're saying, don't worry, yeah, we're suffering a little and sure, we shouldn't be building houses. That's one way of understanding this verse. Another way, may be a reference to the uh, telling the people in Babylon, you know, don't be building your houses because we're going to be saved and eventually you're going to come back here. This would remind us of uh, Jeremiah's letter to Babylon where he told that where during about this same time, Jeremiah, who was in Jerusalem, wrote a letter to the people in Babylon telling them, um, build houses, settle down, because you're not coming back to Jerusalem anytime soon. And this this would... This would be instructions uh, kind of negating and contradicting Jeremiah's instructions saying, don't be building houses anytime soon because you'll be coming back. However, Rashi and Radak read this a little differently and it kind of flows a little better with the rest of the chapter. And that is, lo, lo, no, do not worry because, <coughs> excuse me, do not worry because soon, we will be building homes, we will be building houses here. Don't worry about it. Um, there's nothing to worry about because uh, we'll, we'll be settling down here in, here in Jerusalem. We don't need to be concerned. Therefore, God tells Yechazkel, because they are conveying this message of confidence, of false confidence, that everything, that everything will be fine, um, therefore, in verse 4, you need to speak to them, speak to them, human being, tell them, teach them. And remember the instructions that God had given Ezekiel a long time ago, which was that, that he should never speak on his own. He only should speak that which God tells him to speak. So therefore, the next verse, the, the Spirit of God then fell upon me, and he said to me, this is what you should say. Because Yechezkel was instructed not to speak his own words, but only the words that God tells him to speak. So God says, this is what you should say. So says God, Yes, so this is what you are saying, O house of Israel. I know everything that goes into your spirit. In other words, not only do I hear your words, but I know what's in your heart. I know that, that what you say is treacherous. Your speech, your behavior, your plans, your thoughts has increased the numbers of corpses within this city. Remember we had the terms, your hands are full of blood. Your oppression of the poor, your oppression of those in the city that you take advantage of several chapters ago, the Hamas, the oppression of one person taking advantage of the other, 
which was the reason why the, the, the temple was destroyed and Jerusalem was destroyed, has filled this city with blood, with destruction. Not only the city, but all surrounding the city, you filled it up with corpses. This is verse 7. Therefore, because this is what you've done, because of your behavior in response to your corrupt behavior, so says God. The corpses that you placed within the city, that's the meat that's getting cooked in this pot of, of suffering that you're living through. That is the pot, the city itself. And you don't think you're going to stay here and be a good piece of meat in the pot when it's finished. But no, I'm throwing you out of here. What you're going to be afraid of as you're running from this this pot that you're calling the city of Jerusalem, you're going to be afraid of the sword as you try to run away. And swords will be coming after you to chase you. So even those that escape will be chased down by the sword. So says the Lord your God, the Lord God. This is the words that God is telling Yechazkel to speak in his name. And I will take you out of this city. I will throw you out of this pot. And where will you end up? You will end up in the control of strangers, of others, in exile. And I will take out my judgment against you. It's the word judgment. The, the just judgment, the deserved punishment that the people will feel at the hands of God. You will... Fall in uh, by the sword, I'll give Israel on the boundaries of Israel. In other words, you're going to be running through the mountains and fields of the countryside trying to get away from Jerusalem. And before you get out of the country, you'll be cut down. And you will know that I am the Lord your God. How is it that you know whenever God does judgment that is clear and understood the reasons for it? Um, that is when it says, and you will know that I am God. He, the city will not be a pot for you. In other words, that you're making up in your own parable, the attempt to you, and you then think of yourselves as the meat that's getting cooked nicely in the pot. But rather, I will judge you all the way out, outside the pot, as you run towards the boundaries of the country trying to get away. And you will know that I am the Lord your God. And you will know that I am punishing you. You did not keep my laws. You did not keep my rules. Instead, you followed the rules and the ways and the corrupt ways of those nations that surrounded you. And it was as I was speaking to them. Presumably, in the vision, he is speaking to the people and they're not listening. And instead of he, instead of the people listening, instead of the people uh, repenting, instead of the people getting the message, they're ignoring him. And what I saw was, rather than people responding to me, what I saw was them starting to die. And he names one of the leaders that he mentioned before. I see him die in front of my eyes. At that point, Yechezkel realizes that this is so real and he's watching it as it's happening. Immediately I fell upon my face. When Yechezkel saw this, it was such an awful scene. And I called out in a loud voice, Omar. And I said, Aha, oi, whoa. It's, it's a 
Hazza Kvetch Adonaiim God God Kalatosa Echeris Yisrael are you destroying the entire remnant of the people of Israel? Again, as Yechazkel himself, similar to when he cried out before from the destruction, he seems to be in this mode that the people are in. That is, that the only pe- way to save the people of Israel <clears throat> is in Israel, is with the temple. And that when the temple and the, is destroyed and the people that reside there are destroyed, that will be the end of the nation. The thought and the idea that God will be saved by those that are exiled, those communities that are developing in exile, is something that even the prophet himself is having a hard time learning and understanding. And that's what God goes ahead and starts teaching him now. And God says, no, I'm not destroying the remnant of Israel. Verse 14, And God spoke to me in response to my question, in response to my cries. And he said as follows, Ben Adam, human being, Achecha, Achecha, your brothers, your brothers, secha, those that that were saved with you. This is a fascinating term here, secha, those that were saved with you. Yechezkel and the people of exile looked at the exile as if it was a horrific catastrophe. They didn't feel as if they were saved, they feel as if they were rejected. They felt that the people that remained in Jerusalem were the ones that were saved. They were the ones that were hurt. But God is now calling them those that were redeemed with you. When I sent you into exile, that was how I was saving the remnant of the people. The Kulo and all of the house of Israel, Asher Amulahem, that 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 the the those people that resided in Jerusalem said about those and to those that went into exile, Rachakumel, you have been distanced from God. Stay away from God. You guys are rejected. You guys are the ones that left. We're the ones. We're the ones that are staying here. We're the ones who are going to inherit the land. You guys forget it. Once you go into exile, you're done for. You're not part of the people anymore. Those are the ones that are going to save the people. I am going to reside among them. And one day bring them back. Verse 16. Therefore say, Say to your brothers, So says the Lord God, Yes, I have sent you out into exile among the nations of and yes, I have spread you out among many lands. However, I am going to be for them. And remember this image, God is saying this as in this image, he's in his chariot being carried out of the temple, heading out somewhere. Where is he heading out to? God is telling us right now. I'm heading out to the exile and I will be a small temple for them there. This is generally by the rabbis considered to be a reference to the to the synagogues, to the places where people where where Jewish people gather and worship and discuss and study uh, uh, words of God in exile. God's saying, "There I'll be not a big temple, but a little temple. There will be places for me among you in exile." In those places, in those lands where you come, I will find a place to reside among you there. Lachain, verse 17, therefore, Emar, I want you to say, um, to say, I want you to say to the people, presumably the people in Babylon who are right now sitting in the room with him, so says God, don't think that when the people in Israel today are destroyed, that's the end. But no, I'm going to live among you here in exile and 
וקיבצתי אתכם מנועמים. One day I will gather you up from those nations. ויוספתי אתכם, and I will gather you together מן הארצות from all those lands אשר נפוצו אתם בהם, that you have been scattered among them. ונתתי לכם את אדמת ישראל. I will one day give you again the land of Israel. ובואו שמה, you will come there. And what will you do then? Then it will be pure. Then things will be better. Because you will remove all of the disgusting and abominable things from the land, those sins that you had before. I will give to you one heart, meaning a heart of unity, a heart of togetherness, a heart of working together, which is the opposite of the heart of Hamas, the heart of oppression. The heart of oppression of one of the other, which was the reason for the destruction, as we saw several chapters ago. But when you come back, it will be a lev echad. V'ruach hadashah will be a new spirit attained b'kir b'chem I'll put among you. This is, seems to put all of the onus of the return and all of the onus of the improvement of the people on God himself. God is saying, I will make sure that this will happen. V'asirosi, I will remove lev ha'evan mibsorom, this stone-cold... Um, stubborn, arrogant heart from your flesh. I will get rid of that. I will give you a heart that feels, a heart that cares, a heart that has empathy, a heart that, that, that works to build cooperation between one and another and among the people. And why am I going to do this? God says, why am I going to be the one who, 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 um, who, who removes your stone heart and places a flesh heart into the people and helps the people get together and work together for this goal and, and with united purpose because what I want is for you to live according to my rules according to the, my justice I want you to do my, the things which I have commanded you and then you will be for me as a nation and I will be for them as a God but the, the, the heart which is full of the disgusting and abominable things, that their own hearts constantly go in that way, I am going to slam them, literally slam them on their heads. Um, I'm going to hit them on their heads, uh, put it on their heads their own ways. Those people, that stuff, I will punish. So this process of exile will be a process of punishing them for those evil bad ways that they have and a process of giving them a pure heart a beautiful heart one which brings them back to me and back together by Yesu. and then at this statement after god states this i'm going to go god gives tells ezekiel i'm going to reside as a migdash ma'ad as a small temple among my people in exile i'm going to teach them the right way to live i'm going to bring them back to me now it's time to leave the temple. The cherubs raised their wings into the air. And the wheels of the chariot next to them got ready to roll. And the honor of God himself was above them, so to speak, on the chariot. And the honor of God left the city of Jerusalem. And it stood for a, a time on the mountain Hashem Ikedem Le'er which is opposite the city presumably that would be the Mount of Olives Ruach Nusasani and the spirit carried me Batvi'eni Kasedima El Hagola and it brought me back this is Ezekiel saying this vision was over I came back to Babylon now here Bamareb Ruach Alohim all of this happened in a vision with the spirit of God giving me this vision 
And this was the end of the vision that I had seen. And at this point, I spoke to all the people in exile. All of these things that I had seen. And presumably he is here now as he started this vision with the elders of the people, the leaders of the people. And he conveyed this vision as he just stated. Thank you so much for studying chapter 11 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 12. And of course, the rest of the book, Ezekiel, together.